Hey everybody, welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. I there was a Trader Joe's run, and I got a couple of holiday things that I wanted to share with you. Seeing that bag of jingle jingle. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them is called Trader Joe's Jingle Jangle Pretzel Twist, and what it is is a. I'm going to show Kathy while we're sitting here. Is it is a like a. Uh, as big as your palm. Oh my God. It's like as big as your palm and it's a pretzel and it's like glazed with chocolate and little, I don't know, M&M bites or something on there. Wow. But it's all, it's actually peanut butter. So the coating is peanut oh, butter. Stop it. So it's large pretzel twists covered in peanut butter candy coating topped with candy coated dark chocolate gems and Jojo's cookie bit. I love when bits. Shannon talks dirty to me. <laughs> if you guys haven't had JoJo's, they're also a Trader Joe institution. And at this time of the year, they have the, the holiday ones. But this that is not included in this review. But these are crazy good looking and interesting. Not my Just favorite. Just like me. <laughs> and That's not, right. And not her favorite. I only surround myself. <laughs> so mean. I only surround myself with the best. Well, you said um, all the good vein things. I can be without being your favorite. You needed to throw in yeah. the self-evasing part. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let me just temper this out. <laughs> One of the other things that I, you know, the everything bagel seasoning yeah. is all the rage. They had a chip there for a while that had that. Oh my God. I recently discovered the hummus that is the everything bagel. They have an everything bagel hummus? Yes. At Trader Joe's? I think it's Trader Joe's, yes, because I, no, no, I mean, I can get it at the regular store sometimes, like I Ralph's. That one. Okay. I can get it at Ralph's. All right. But it isn't the standard brand that you see in all the grocery stores gotcha. here. It's like a different brand. It's so good. I get the Stacy's pita chips. And mm -hmm. then I oh, get the, I love those. And then I like plain, and then I get the everything bagel hummus. Yes. Oh, dear Lord. But at Trader Joe's, they have everything but the bagel nut duo and it's almonds and cashews and it's oh, wow. really good i can guarantee you Kathy's is that open gonna try these yes <laughs> she's gonna come now and try them because oh <laughs> they're really good that's another one you're gonna you give us your review when you're done but i think also if you like peppermint or if you want to try these other ones while you're over here the oh next, God. right? Are they good? Good. She'll tell you when she gets back on mic. This other one is the Trader Joe's Peppermint Pretzel Slims. Thin, crunchy pretzel slims with a candy coating and peppermint sprinkles. I love me some peppermint treats this time of year. If you don't like peppermint, these peppermint pretzel slims are actually not bad because... This is really good. Because I know someone who doesn't really like peppermint, but they ate these. Because it's not overpowering. And they're like, these are really good. Those are, I could eat that whole bag. Uh, yeah. I, these are my recommend, these are my three Trader Joe, well, two out of the three I would absolutely recommend you definitely get. The Jingle Jangle Pretzel Twists, I'm on the fence about. All right. I'd probably get me some JoJo's instead. Here's what I like, what I just did. What'd you do? I What'd combined do? the peppermint bark with the, the everything bagel almonds and it was slayed sweet and safe i mean in oh, savory yeah. oh yeah mm -hmm. have what next in time a you, little bowl just yep, yep do nah. a combo <laughs> god happy holidays everyone i wanted to bring a little that, snack love that to the combo show. i think i just found something all right well now you got to get you get yourself soon trader joe's run on the way home <laughs>
Okay. Right on. I think you had some, let's get to that horror show stuff. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have that. Yeah. There's some news or something. Huh? Um, I thought this was an interesting mm. article. Uh, it came out at the end of November. Thought it was relevant because we've talked about death sentencing on our show before. Yes. Birmingham, Alabama. Governor Kay Ivey sought a pause in executions and ordered a top-to-bottom review of the state's capital punishment system Monday after an unprecedented, ooh, where did that go? Oh, third failed lethal injection. Mm. So it said Ivy's office issued a statement saying she had both asked the attorney general, Steve Marshall, to withdraw motions seeking execution dates for two inmates and requested the Department of um, Corrections undertake a full review. So the move... Excuse me. The move followed the uncompleted execution of Kenneth Eugene Smith, which was the state's second such instance of being unable to put an inmate to death in the past two months and its third since 2018. The state completed an execution in July, but only after a three hour delay caused at least partly by the same problem with starting an IV line. I watched um, in preparation for our episode a couple of years ago now, I think it was. I had watched a. It was like a dramatization of a failed lethal injection. Oh my God. It is horrifying. That, yeah. Horrifying. Yep. Um, so, you know, as much as, okay, people have to pay their sentences and whatever, and you can have your own opinions on yep. death sentencing. This is probably worse than the electric chair when it goes wrong. Yeah. Just thought that was interesting because we don't usually hear a lot about death sentencing and no, lethal injection information. It's a shadowy part of our it culture is. that we do not like to talk about. Because we don't like to think of our country as an executing country. Either we but don't. we are. But we are. <laughs> so anyway, I <laughs> just Many thought that was are, um, for sure. interesting that we even heard about it. But uh, this governor's like, yeah, hello. Yeah, we need to slow this down. Figure Absolutely. out what's going on. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks for the news. Well, you know, I like to bring the bright stuff. <laughs> Well, you're about to bring the bright I stuff. I am. Because the next thing we're going to do is... Oh, that was the monkey version. <laughs> she literally just goes... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see. Where the hell are we in these things? Okay. It, number one. Which room... <laughs> Does of the monkey facts. <laughs> <laughs> Which room do the monkeys love? Um, <laughs> yeah. In the movie Monkey Shines. Okay, Kathy's bedroom. Which room does Dick Halloran tell Danny to stay away from in The Shining? <laughs> okay. I'm like, where is she going with this? <laughs> this is a monkey. <laughs> it's a monkey. Number two. Which of Stephen King's films is the only one that King himself directed? Ah, yeah. Number three, what horror movie was originally titled Head Cheese? <laughs> Number four, fur trees can grow where in the human body? Fur trees? Fur trees. Okay, just, We're, just checking. Yeah, I said that correctly. Just like I said, head cheese. I, I was yeah. just checking my hearing. <laughs> She's like, I went down a cheese and tree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on what part of, bo of the body can they grow on? Mm -hmm. Okay. In. On. In. Oh, or oh, on. Oh, I mean, around. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it, they're not growing like off your shoulder. Think inside the body. <laughs> okay. I could have said shoulder. Could have, but I'm giving you or, hints. Or, you know, wee wee or something. 
In the 18th century, rich people paid to have their teeth done. They accomplished this by having... (laughs) It's just so gross. (laughs) By having their rotten teeth extracted and replaced them with what? God. (sighs) All right. Thanks for that. I, uh, Kathy promises me actually that next week my, is, my, a, is my, a holiday horror fact. My so. search history, if I ever had to have my computer confiscated, not only would I be a serial killer, I'd have multiple fetishes. I mean, apparently, like the only saving grace is you'd be like, I'm a forensic psychologist. And I'd be obsessed with the Spanish Inquisition and mummies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I have a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear God. Being obsessed with death. You could probably do a documentary on my search history. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, multiple documentaries on the topics there, I'm sure. Um, But she has promised me that next week for the holidays, the Christmas holidays specifically, we will have holiday horror facts. So we, well, they're going to be more uh, holiday facts. More, we're going to do holiday facts. Right. Excuse me. They're still interesting, but not as, not as horror ish. All right. I mean, we're here for it. In case you didn't know what that was, because there was a monkey that sang the song. That was the horror facts with cat portion of the show. If you're new. Okay. Right on. I watched a non-horror movie, but also a very tension-filled movie that I wanted to I want to hear all about it. (laughs) Of course you do. It's screener season. Meaning that those of us who can watch movies to vote in Oscar type behavior get a lot of (laughs) movies (laughs) sent to us. Like I I didn't want to misrepresent and say I vote for the Oscars. I happen to be a member of the Producers Guild. So I vote on those award ceremonies, just like people in the SAG union or the or the Directors Guild. They vote on their own awards. So I vote on those awards. But anyway, we get lots of movies flooding in. And I wanted to mention that Causeway, a 2022 movie with Jennifer Lawrence, is one of the movies that, you know, is trying to, I imagine they are attempting to get her a nomination. Because oh, wow. She's been kind of out of it for a little while. She's amazing in this. And, you know, one of the things about movies these days, and the reason why I do appreciate getting screeners, whether digital or physical, is that it's a lot of movies I've never even heard of because because they're on streaming services that I don't actually pay mm. to watch. Fair and enough. so everything is so disparate these days that I really appreciate it. And I also attended um, earlier today and I'll attend some more in the morning tomorrow is the deadline contenders events where they have, you know, the stars and producers and directors and stuff of all these p- different projects, both international and, and domestic for the U S talk about all these projects. And that's where I learn about a lot of these movies that I would just never know because they're on like, you know, Bobo's streaming service. So I don't own that. That is not a real streaming service. No, Fine. It should be really. So Causeway is a 2020 two movie directed by Leela Nurbauer, a U.S. soldier who's played by Jennifer Lawrence, suffers a traumatic brain injury while fighting in Afghanistan and struggles to adjust to a life back in home in New Orleans when she meets a local mechanic, James, and the pair begin to forge an unexpected bond. So as that suggests, 
this is a story that is very character driven. It's basically Jennifer Lawrence's character and then Brian Tyree Henry, who plays the, the, the local mechanic that she befriends when she comes home. And their relationship is delightful and complicated and interesting. It's very simple, it's very effective, and it's a it's just a lovely story. Like I just enjoyed I enjoyed watching her. I enjoyed watching Brian and I enjoyed watching them like interact together. Yeah. The performances were really good. I can see why they want someone to get something for it. Um I liked her. Sorry, real quick. I liked her. I forgot she was in la- the last year's movie with DiCaprio that was nominated for best picture and although she kind of had like uh she was a little bit dismissed from her performance, mm-hmm. I thought she was awesome in that. Yeah, I think she's really growing and developing and continuing to be a heavy hitter. Taking with- taking some time off I think was a really good move cuz she was so yeah. affiliated with the Hunger Games. Yeah, and just making choices that that yeah. are really diving into her her true talent cuz you know, she plays a war vet and a grief survivor in this. It's exactly. It's, it's no joke. It's but the performances <clears throat> are very nuanced and understated, so it is that character driven type of movie but I was very riveted I mean I have a preference for stories that concentrate on like our humanity and our striving to connect to each other and how we fuck that up a lot Mm -hmm. and these two people are honestly just trying to connect and trying to find their way and it's a very it's very human story and I really enjoyed it and I I would recommend it if if any of that sounds like your jam cool Right on. Love that. Let's see, which one do I want to talk about first? I don't know. Because the rest of the stuff I have to talk about today is trash. Oh, yeah. So, so I thought s- it would balance it. Okay, yeah. I have one uh, <laughs> kind of throwback trash and then one that was whatever. And then I'm going to talk about a series that I'm really enjoying and almost done with. Sweet. Which I'll... What I know in a few weeks, we're going to talk about some of our series that we did complete. So yeah. by then I'll have a... All a conclusion. Mm, cool. But I'm enjoying it so far, which is uh, the series called The Devil's Hour. Mm, yeah. I am really, really enjoying this. Good. So the plot is Lucy is a social worker dealing with family and relationship woes. She wakes up every night at exactly 3.33 a.m. After experiencing terrifying visions during the so-called devil's hour between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., her eight-year-old son is withdrawn and emotionless. Her mother speaks to empty chairs. Her house is haunted by the echoes of a life that is not her own. Lucy's name is inexplicably connected to a string of brutal murders in the area, and she is drawn into the hunt for a serial killer. Peter Capaldi mm. is so fantastic in this. Okay. And Jessica Rain, who plays Lucy Chambers. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope I'm saying this correctly. Nikesh Patel, he plays the um, detective. And then the child psychologist, Mira Sayal. I don't, I could be mispronouncing that. I apologize. I think she looks um, Southeast Asian. Oh my gosh. These four performances alone. Mm-hmm outstanding and then the little boy who plays um isaac the son his name's benjamin shivers or something like that okay the cast i love this cast so much because first of all you know this is i believe it's a, a british um show so you're getting really really great actors that are not incredibly well known with the exception of capaldi and the storyline is so creepy mm-hmm. and 
the characters are so complex, even like the detective and the, the therapist, there's depth. They're not just serving the purpose of the detective and the therapist. Okay. The way that it's created is you're on this journey with Lucy. So you get to kind of be in this crazy with her and trying to figure out what happened to her son and whether he may have been kidnapped when he was younger and he was brought back and they don't know whatever happened to him. Um, And Peter Capaldi plays this part in that she's having in her mind at the beginning. She's meeting with him. He's the one of the killers. I I looked it up. I see it. It looks really good. Guys, I really recommend this series. Someone recommended it to me and I'm I'm probably about 75 percent in and it's got me. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, it looks good. I'm I'm just I've seen it on there. Of course, yeah. it's on Prime and I, I've definitely seen it on there and it's on a lot of lists like I've been. It's just a series, man. There there's so many good ones. And I know. That's why we started like in our in our Patreon. We st- we did a thing where it's like, here's the six series. We're yeah. each watching all these series. And then we're going to do a follow up for for Patreon. Like when we finish them with spoilers and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. It's this, a lot. I think I have one episode left, but it is it's one that just kind of leaves you. And I think it's because the characters are so likable and Mm. and and you there's so much empathy that you have for them even the detective there's a humanity about him and the child psychologist is she actually plays a real believable child psychologist it's not a hollywood psychologist oh good that's always uh endearing for us (laughs) she's wonder i I would like to see what else she's been in because i'm really drawn to her but anyway i check it out it's good right on so uh you know on the flip side of that i watched two-headed shark attack oh okay Let's, let's you know, hear because that's a lot very like, profound that's a lot that's like. usually what i'm bringing yeah no yeah. i'm bringing some trash okay here's what happened last week on the show i talked about uh, amityville thanksgiving and the reason why i am talking about this trash today is because in order to watch amityville thanksgiving i had to get a seven-day trial to flicks fling which is a streaming service and that's why i joked about you know bob's streaming service because there are so many so anyway so I, I got my trial for that to check it out, and I watched the ever horribly not delightful Amityville Thanksgiving, but then I went down a rabbit hole because do you remember how Prime used to be the go-to place for a ton of trash horror? And next to Tubi, now Tubi you have to watch you know ads, and a lot of people don't want to do that these days. I mean, they're the pinnacle of horror. They have so much stuff on there of like, they really do obscure and trashy and old and new and stuff you forgot you saw yeah (laughs) on tubi but you have to watch ads right so people don't necessarily want to do that so on flicks fling is prime used to be the other one that you could not you know you could have a a prime membership and watch a ton of horror they just had a ton of found footage a ton of horror well now there's this flicks fling thing so i'm trying it and I went down a rabbit hole of trash for like two days because so much trash. Like Prime doesn't have the trash anymore. No, no, Tubi has a ton. Tubi has a ton. But FlixFling has it like if you subscribe. Like Tubi doesn't have a subscription where you That's can right. do That's right. And you get ads. all the commercials. Yeah. You mm-hmm. do no ads. Whereas these do. Okay. So FlixFling has. So anyway, two-headed shark attack. That's Jeff. awesome. Some, sometimes you'll find some of those on Peacock. But yeah, I got to check this other one out. Yeah. Get a trial and so much trash i mean i tapped so out I, I tapped out after two days i was like yeah i'm good and you're like i got a lot of trash <laughs> 
So we had watched in our Discord many, many months ago for Shark Week because we always do a big old Shark Week experience. For a week, we watched all things Sharkies in the in our Discord, which is associated with the Patreon membership. But this is we had watched the five headed shark, I think, and it was delightful and fun. And so I went back and was like, well, I got to start. So I watched the two headed shark attack, one body, two heads, and six thousand teeth. Is the tagline? Oh my! From 2012, a semester at sea ship is attacked and sunk by a mutated two-headed shark, and the survivors seek refuge on a deserted island. I guess the coeds, however, are no longer safe when the sharks when oh when oh oh uh, when it starts floating. Interesting. Okay, so just so you know. Carmen Electra is in this. Um, I love her. 2012 Carmen Electra. It's why I clicked play. Charlie O'Connell, the lesser known, better looking O'Connell brother. Oh. Jerry O'Connell. You may know him. This is Charlie O'Connell. Better looking. Definitely not as good an actor. <laughs> but but better looking. So there it is. So Jeez Louise. Yeah. You got so, pumped up with some uh Trash. It's, it's um it's okay. So here's the thing though. I give it three out of five stars, which means I would watch it again. Because it's the it's the multi-headed shark universe. Sure. They're ridiculous. And I love them. The biggest pithiest line that sums up the whole thing is someone says, Fears don't get over themselves. That was the reason to go. Fears in and, don't get over themselves. What does that even mean? So we gotta. That's the. That's the. Let's go in. You mean like kick. someone doesn't get over their fear on its own? That fears don't get over because that does that. The way that's worded doesn't. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the rallying cry to go right. kill the two-headed shark. The guy turns and says, "Well, fears don't get over themselves. So let's go kill this thing." Great A shark trash, ladies and gentlemen. It's got B-movie actors. It's got tons of shark footage, both stock and bad CGI, which is what you want from shark oh, yeah. trash. The thing that bad shark trash has is not enough shark footage. So this has a ton of it. It's got babes in bikinis. It's got nudity. It's got tons of shark kills. You know, gory shark kills. There's a dumb guy. There's many dumb girls. There's a smart girl, you know, science-y. Uh, the smart guy. And so many ridiculously random screams and, like, martyry behavior. Like, mm. like let's stand and wait for them to get us and kiss each other type of shenanigans. I mean... <sighs> Additionally, the two-headed shark has a shark that works collaboratively to kill between its two heads. Okay. So when you have a two-headed shark, there is, a, uh, I think, more than one kill where the two heads work together to nom, nom, nom on oh the... I, I'm just saying, I mean, two kills in one. Carmen Electric, come on. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Oh, oh, and there's a shark interrupted threesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is Carmen Electra in the threesome? <laughs> I'm not gonna Two tell sharks you. and Carmen. I'm telling you. Two sharks and an Electra. <laughs> yeah, I I love the multi-headed sharkiverse. I'm just saying. Wow. Right. I, I don't know how to top <laughs> I that. Don't think anyone um, I don't. But I did. I <laughs> kind of dug way back to. You're gonna try. <laughs> um, no, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> but I did 
dive back to a really good demon special effect practical thing called The Covenant. This movie, talk about bad acting. And the storyline is kind of fun. But if you, I'll talk about more about the plot in a moment. But if you want like um, some just good makeup effects and a fun like late 90s, early 2000 demon movie. I forgot how fun this movie is. So a young Christine breaks into a convent and systematically kills every nun she comes across before setting fire to the place and leaving. The convent becomes an abandoned building and years later is a popular place for college students to break in and vandalize. It is reported to be haunted. It is particularly popular for sororities and fraternities to break in and to spray paint letters on the bell tower, which is where Clarissa is headed that very night with her friends. She's joined by her old goth friend, oh, Mo, no, her nerdy brother, Brant, ex-fraternity brother, Frijole, the cheerleader, Caitlin, and her dog and fraternity brothers, Chad and Biff. So if it doesn't get any more tropey than that... But it's not only a fun watch. I found myself laughing at how bad the acting was. But it just kind of took me back to movies like, not Demon Night, but what was the one that we watched on Halloween? Night of the Demons. Oh, sure. You know, but even better and more fun. And then they try to make some of these female characters um, as badass as they did, like late 90s, (laughs) early 2000. Yeah. And the best is um, there's a character who they thought was like <laughs> this this bad character that was you know had gone crazy from setting the thing on fire years before and and they they go to try to find her and she's like sitting in her apartment with a loaded gun and a leather jacket and she's like come on kids we're gonna take this convent out um and she's fucking fantastic because it's and that may even be i wonder if that's adrian barbeau hold on a second because it mm-hmm. the, yeah, it's Adrian. I think it's Adrian Barbo, but anyway, it's um, it's a fun one for a number of reasons, and it might be uh, a, a horse sats with Kath. It just oh. might. It just might be. Yeah, she's giving me a little tip there. Mm-hmm. I I I'm a fan of that idea. Okay, you want to talk about the Invited, which is yeah. a book that we finished together for a book club. It's called The Invited. It's by Jennifer McMahon. It's a chilling ghost story with a twist, basically. Helen and Nate move into this abandoned home. You know, they leave suburbia and they go and they move to like kind of a rural land with 40 acres or so. And she decides she's going to fix it up and, you know, do it yourself, building the house of their dreams, which is a piece of this that I don't quite buy. But, uh, you know, witchy and ghosty things ensue basically mm. yeah 2019 i think you it was you who picked this one for the book club, uh, right? no that was oh not no me. no no it was pepper pepper mm-hmm. or blue it was one of them pepper it was pepper then what did you think in um, general you know i i think you, a lot of us said the same thing as i think we're wanting a little more horror yeah but i i enjoyed the story it was it mm-hmm. was uh predictable in some ways mm-hmm. In other ways, I thought it was really fun how they um, they they really did develop a town, mm-hmm. and um, they developed a lot of really fun characters in the book that were mm-hmm. really interesting and fun to follow. And so, 
I liked the supernatural kind of witchcraft part of it. Uh, that part, I think I enjoy, even if I knew where it might be going, mm-hmm. I think that the writer, w- I would definitely read her again. Yeah. I think that's also what you and I came out mm-hmm. of it with is that I know that Jennifer McMahon has a lot of bestsellers, a lot of books that yeah. people read and she turns out a bunch of them, you know, like all working good authors do. And I really enjoyed the writing if I read four or five of her books, would this be my favorite? I don't think so. It's sort of a solid three out of five type of deal. It's like, I would recommend you read it if you like that, if you like witchy ghosty stories, because I felt like the sense of dread was really good. Mm -hmm. I, I think I mentioned when we talked about this, when we had only read a bit of it, I had said, you know, not always a huge fan of the back and forth narratives where you're like one person's story in one chapter and another person's stories in another chapter. But I didn't mind that in this book. I thought it was done really well. Like I've said, it's really hard to do that writing. So, and have it be cohesive and interesting and have all the chapters kind of bring something. And I thought they did good because I thought she did great because the, one of the stories that I really like that I didn't feel like we got enough of is kind of the old witch story from like back. Yeah. In the day, yeah. You, you had know? mentioned that because that really was, um, I think a little bit more of that mm-hmm. w- would have made what Helen was stumbling upon more interesting. Right. Cause uh, no spoilers, but what she ends up, what she does really, really early on is she starts to find, uh, you know, spooky things that have a death history and she starts putting them in the house. She starts replacing the, you know, I'm going to replace this fireplace with the fireplace where the witches died or whatever. Now yeah. I made that up, but that's the idea uh, without telling you exactly what happened. But yeah, no solid, solid, like, thriller it it, it kind of blends genres right because it's yeah. much more of a thriller but it does have some horror elements to it mm-hmm. kind I of mean, a mystery. it was fun yeah it was fun so all right let's do some answers shall we let's do it mm, to that <coughs> thing we call thanks for coming in again baboon yep so many facts a little time so, <laughs> so many facts which room does Dick Halloran tell Danny to stay away from in The Shining? It's like 212, 230, 230 what? I don't know. Six, got 10 seven. chance. 7, 237. Ah, I'm going to give that choice, one to you. Second choice. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Which of Stephen King's films is the only one that King himself directed? Okay, this one, uh, I mean, I'm going to feel stupid if I don't know, but I I think I do know it. it um, maximum over. Yes, that is correct. Two, two, two for two. A ridiculous fucking movie. Okay. And she throws shade <laughs> to her favorite I mean, writer. I like it. <laughs> but What horror movie was originally titled Head Cheese? I don't know that one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which <laughs> makes that really disgusting. <laughs> of course. They're like, No. <laughs> I mean, it was indie film. They could have called it anything they want. Even they decided it was unacceptable. They did. <laughs> Fir trees can grow anywhere in the human body, or where in the human body. I'm like, anywhere? Oh, God. <laughs> Out of your <laughs> vagina. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking on the popo there. Uh, mm, well, I have to deduce, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like... I don't think it's going to, it's going to be in your major torso area, like something that, you know, has blood or air to give you or whatever. And so not in a limb. I don't think it's going to grow in the head. 
it's going to be something in the middle of us in our, in our, it's either guts or lung lungs. And, oh, all right then. Look at you. Cause I knew it wasn't going to be hard either. I think like blood supply isn't going to be enough for that. And well, trees need oxygen. That's true. Okay. Um, yes. I accept your answer. Okay. Thank you. I'm <laughs> so, so <nice>. glad. <laughs> I accept the internet's answer. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. And lastly, <laughs> my favorite one. Oh, no. In the 18th century, rich people paid to have their teeth done. They accomplished this by having the rotten teeth extracted and replacing them with what? Well, I guess my question would, because I'm thinking like, if it's an organic material, then I have an idea. But if it's like a artificial, like metal or something... I have an idea, but I just don't know whether it's Let's like... Let's go organic. Organic. Okay. So it's not like metal or wood no. or whatever. Because you can see how it could be that. Right. You know, no, like it's not. That, that'd be teeth. a boring question. Okay. Well, I thought so. But, I mean... Unless it was like poop. Then, that'd be gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The poop from animals. Um, No, more like maybe the teeth from animals or maybe the... Um, that'd be an interesting mouth. Yeah. I now have wolf teeth. Yeah. I mean, that's, or, that's the only thing I can yeah. come up with organically is like other animals like us and use their teeth. Well, it was actually the healthy teeth of poor people. Oh, they Jesus would Christ. actually, uh, take poor people and extract their teeth and <sighs> give it to rich people. I thought animal teeth was bad enough, man. Yep. So there it is. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh boy. Yay. Thanks for listening. I bring teeth and failed executions. <laughs> and mummies and I don't know, gross things. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the most terror ever. ever. Terror talk with Shannon and ever. Kathy. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. <laughs>